Hey everyone, welcome to Much Love Podcast. This is Kinsey, your host. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening. Um, I wanted to do an episode before um, Sage got here. She'll be here in just a few days, which is so crazy to me. Um, it's so crazy that there's a life inside of my belly right now, and it's just a miracle and the total, like, wow, God is so cool. Um, anyways, so the reason I want to do it before she gets here is um, I never really fully covered on podcast episode um, Lucas's labor and delivery and um, just all the things with his arm. Um, and so I really wanted to do that before I forgot with this new baby. Like, I forgot all the things. So I'm really documenting it for myself because I'm like, okay, well, if I don't do a podcast episode, I'm going to have to like do like write it in a journal. And I'm like, it's so much so that like I feel like it's going to be easier to do it on podcast, podcast episode. So... Anyways, and also it gets to share the testimony of the Lord. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm also going to tell you guys how we've been kind of preparing for Sage and her arrival in, um, in anticipation of certain things and just trying to prevent or decrease the risk of, you know, like depression and, and also just preparing for um, learning from the Lord preparing for giving God, you know, glory in every situation, um, and then, um, preparing for just help in all forms, you know, medicine, village of people, like, like making sure like we are going to be taking all the help, like praise the Lord for the help, you know? So anyways, okay. So, um, Lucas is our second born. We have Jensen now, then Lucas, and then Sage will be here soon. Um, so, um, Lucas was a big baby. He was nine pounds, eight ounces. We didn't realize he was going to be that big. Um, and whenever he was coming out, he sustained a brachial plexus injury at birth. So whenever he came out, his nerves were pulled from his, um, spinal cord at the cervical, the C portions or whatever. And, um, it was a, I mean, I can only imagine how much, how painful that would be. I don't know. And so I hate like even thinking about it. Um, but anyway, so whenever he came out, probably because he was stuck, but also because of the injury, he was super stunned after delivery. So he wasn't breathing, wasn't crying. And that, what's crazy is that kind of happened with Jensen, like the breathing thing, but maybe that's, I don't know, happens more often than we think. But so once they like, praise the Lord, he finally got, you know, his breathing and I had to do a little bit of skin to skin, but because of his arm was, there was zero tone in his whole left arm, like from shoulder down and uh, they needed to take him to check for a clavicle break. Um, so they did x-ray there in NICU and then we finally got him back. Um, so, um, I will talk more about the injury in just a second. Um, so we got him back and then at that point we have like all these blood sugar issues and, um, you know, even trying with formula, he wouldn't even take the nipple on the bottle. And it was just, it was a, it was a crazy, he would not latch on me and it was just, it was just a hot mess. Um, but um, he had to have glucose twice and thankfully he eventually latched well enough to be like, okay, we can go home comfortably, I guess. Um, and then, so after that, <laughs> um, you know, we're already overwhelmed with this, like we had trauma in the delivery and trauma with Lucas, right? And that was a completely like, oh my gosh, right? And, um, you know, in a hospital, we're sitting there really in shock. But also in that newborn, like, we don't like the newborn stage. And it was, like, immediate this time. Um, immediate depression. Immediate, like, oh, my gosh. Like, we're in this again. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh, you know. 
Um, and so, so this pregnancy, I did not, that, that pregnancy, I did not do Zoloft because I weaned off of it because my doctor was like, yeah, well, if you stay on it, you'll have to see high risk. And I'm like, okay. So we ended up weaning off during pregnancy. And the plan was we're going to start immediately after delivery. And you know, it's just crazy because I'm like knowing that it takes like four weeks to build up that medicine in the body and like four weeks to show effects. I'm like, how was I willing to like allow the four weeks to happen? Because it just robs that joy. Um, but again, praise the Lord. We have the Holy Spirit in us who gives us joy. So like ultimately, I know that we can also rely on that as well. But um, anyways, so it was in the hospital. We were like, what, what, like, how, what are we going to do with his arm? That kind of thing. And it was a whole new thing. I was a postpartum nurse and never had to deal with a brachial plexus injury. I don't think I even personally dealt with clavicle breaks. But um, I know that's seen way more often than a brachial plexus injury. Um, so really quick, brachial plexus injury. So it's torn, the nerves were torn from the spinal cord that, in that, so that gives the messages to the brain. So, um, therefore he developed herbs palsy, which is like paralysis or weakness of the whole arm. Right. Um, and I'll get to that more later. Okay. So, um, praise the Lord, the pediatrician that was there is he's retired now and he's like older and um I'm like oh man you know it ended up being a total god thing I mean he was such a blessing he it was Dr. Eldridge and he um did all the research and he was talking to NICU doctors and he was talking to um just all of his co-workers and he um was setting up appointments already for Vanderbilt. And he was like, it's going to be the best there. They have a brachial plexus clinic. And he was just like, all the things. And I was like, thank you, God. And thank you, Dr. Eldridge, that you were on top of that. And, you know, I know like part of it is like their job, but he went over, he went above and beyond. I mean, he was working on setting us up with therapy people and um, just going ahead and setting up appointments with our our main pediatrician, like in that follow-up visits because of specifically the injury and making sure and all the things and he was just googling all the things um we were at first pinning his arm with like his clothes to his chest to his chest to prevent like it flopping and things like that and so thankfully in the hospital that was very stressful because i'm a very crazy person and anxiety ridden person with sleep and the kids and swaddling really tight and all that jazz and so i'm like how how is he gonna sleep with all this stuff and the pinning and oh my gosh, there's so many things, right? Like, you know, already you have the plain newborn stuff that's hard as crap, you know? And then you have this whole new thing added. Plus, we have a kid at home, you know? Like, it's just, there was just so many things. Um, and so, the feeding wasn't going well, right? So, we did start Zoloft on day three um, after delivery, which again, I'm like, we should have started day one. Like, you know, anyways. Um, and so, um, then my dad told me on day three, that, uh, you know, he had cancer. And so that was just all a doozy, you guys. So my supply dropped immediately. It was like the next day, I'm like, he's not getting anything. I'm not, I'm not full. And so um, we had to scramble to like get into like a bottle. And that was a little bit crazy and stressful because, you know, different bottle likings than our first. And um, he wanted heated bottle versus just room temp. And it was just, it was just very stressful. We were at the pediatrician's office. I feel like so many times we did some walk-in visits that first week. Lucas was only being content sleeping in my arms in the recliner. And so, you know, despite everything in me, it was like, you know, I mean, I slept with the baby 
in my arms in the boppy in the recliner and you know like that's despite everything you know as a nurse you know we're like don't do this you know abc is about to sleep and in that first week i was like oh my gosh you know always worst case scenario right like in my head oh my gosh it's always gonna be like this how like how are we gonna do this and i'm getting terrible sleep and all the things <laughs> not let alone like you're healing from a huge like thing right like um you know he's a ginormous baby and me you know he had the injury and I tore a lot and it was just it was just crazy all the things you got to go through and I just want to stop here and remind myself but also anyone out there going through these things like God is there in all of this crazy chaos God is there and he is the peace he's the rock he's the refuge and all of it like he's that anchor and that just like calmed my heart just now because I was getting a little bit crazy um but like we get to come to him and just rest despite the storms around us and also praise God that he gives us his perspective in these moments because you know he sees bigger picture and he sees that like he's already there he's already there he's already there he knows everything's gonna happen he is sovereign and in control and that is the underlying theme of like our lives right like God is so sovereign and that reminder is the the thing that keeps us going that like he is sovereign and in control and the hope that he gives Anyway, so, um, it was really stressful and I mean, again, with his arm, like not knowing any of the things and I remember going to Dr. Kaufman, it was like a month out actually, but we had, uh, you know, in the beginning, it's kind of like something like, you know, it's a wait and see game and you're like, okay, well maybe it's just a little bit stretched. Right. And that's like the hope and you don't know until you time passes and no one knows. Right. And, you know, first day we saw, um, I think first day was nothing. And then like second day he had a little bit of finger movement and maybe then like the next day it was like wrist movement. And then from there on out, there was no improvement. Okay. So Dr. Kaufman was like, I was like, so is this, you know, concerning? He's like, oh yeah, definitely. And I was like, like, it was just so, I was, so that kind of like, oh gosh, this really is a big deal. And again, praise the Lord. You know, my baby was breathing alive, healthy, and everything. Um, this just was a, a lot. It was a lot. And um, along with everything else and um, the big unknowns. And then that's where God, you know, man, y'all, we did not do this, you know, praise God for his grace and mercy because, I mean, we obviously didn't handle all the things as, you know, it was, it was crazy. Um, but trusting in the unknown is so hard. Um, but he helps us and he sanctifies us in all of it too. In the next scenario and the next circumstance to lean on him differently and more and, you know, all the things. So, um, another big thing was having that second kid, like very emotional. Um, we almost like, you know, we had depression with Jensen and I did. And, um, this time, you know, Jensen was our light at the end of the tunnel. Like he was our reason for having another baby. Like he was like, you know, the, why we even consider, right. But God ultimately gave us the, you know, like he's the one that started our hearts for another baby, but like, the fun and Jensen, right? Like, and, and he was the light, he was the joy. And so we kept, you know, because we were so overwhelmed with Lucas, we thankfully had help and we used that help. And Jensen was gone for that, a lot of that first week. And, um, that was hard. And I missed him so much. It was like almost unbearable, which I know sounds crazy, but like, so, um, 
it was just, it was just so hard. Um, but God, again, God was there the whole time. So, um, we were thinking about pinning. Thankfully, they said before we got went home, like, you don't always have to pin. We started pinning with a safety pin when people were there to hold just so that they wouldn't let the arm flop down. Um, and then we had Vanderbilt appointments set up. So that in that May, so like a month after delivery, we were in Vanderbilt. And there again, like, you know, your kid is going to be doing all the things. He's going to be awesome. And he is going to... Um, just do everything and he's not gonna let us stop him. He's gonna be resilient. Kids are so resilient That's what they kept telling us and in those moments you're like I I, mean, I was very very emotional um, It was the middle of the beginning of COVID actually but like and whenever they said that I could not go back there with my husband and It was just gonna be me and Lucas like I cried <laughs> Like right there in front of you know because it was like oh my gosh, you know, this is a huge big thing for us and I had to do it alone with Lucas but again again you know we're never alone and how amazing is that like praise you God I don't know so I've been you know they're talking about all of that and saying he just might do it differently and that's that's it's gonna be him and he's gonna be great um so we did therapy we started therapy I think at like two weeks postpartum um he was two weeks old so we started physical therapy and they were so great she was so great you know we learned stretches to do every diaper change and, you know, at first that seemed really overwhelming, but praise God, you know, like it, it, you do it right. And that's, it's kind of just, you, you just end up doing it, even though like, you know, in the middle of all of it, you know, in my depression and all of that too, like I didn't want to do any of that. Right. Like I'm like, I don't want to be doing, I don't want to be dealing with this. And that's so sad to say, like, it breaks my heart just thinking that that crosses the mind especially like I mean gosh I love my kids so much and I praise the Lord for them like they are so they bring so much joy and like just it's just those that ugh, it's just hard you guys um and I'm just trying to be real with y'all and just tell you how it, how it was and again how God brings us through there's no way I would have been would have been able to make it without God. And you guys can have that relationship with the Lord too. And gosh, if you don't, please reach out to him, reach out to me to how like I will pray with you and I'll pray over you and we can talk about it. You know, I just having the Lord in all of these things has changed everything. I mean, it changes everything. Um Anyways, so from physical therapy, we ended up transferring to occupational therapy. Like, it's in the same group um, over time, just with, you know, different things. Um, we started taping occasionally. Um, so then we ended up, because there no improvement was happening after a few months, we went ahead and we're like, okay, let's go ahead and do um, surgery. So cause we were going to Vanderbilt, like, every two months, I believe. It's just kind of monitoring progress and seeing, like, on a graph improvement. And there was literally no improvement. It had plateaued really quickly. Um, and so we did surgery in November. So he's about six months old. Um, they did a nerve transfer from his leg to his neck. Um, and then when they got in there after doing an MRI at one point, they, you know, went back for the surgery and then they stayed overnight there. Um, they, uh, yeah, they found in there that like the, the cervical or the whatever C, um, things were, um, it was really, I mean, the nerves were not just stretched they were torn completely from them um and so they were not usable and so um 
they have mentioned possible, possible, possible future down the road. I'm having another surgery, which may not even be needed, but um, because they couldn't help one of the C, like maybe like C6 or something. And so his wrist flexion and extension or his wrist extension um, won't ever increase or get better because of that C um, was completely like damaged, right? Um, so anyways, um, so they said in all of that, you know, it's going to take six months to a year to even see anything, any progress. Don't be alarmed if it takes a full year. Um, that's what they keep telling us. And so we've been to Vanderbilt, um, obviously post-op, we went back and then, um, another time we did telehealth, thankfully a little bit. And so now we go back in July, um, to just reevaluate and we just kind of keep monitoring progress post-surgery. Um, so after surgery, y'all, you don't think about all the things, but like, incision care I never would have thought of all those things um but incision care lotion you know you're putting on like um the Moderma or things like that and then you had to we had to do sponge baths like every night I believe um and then we had to wrap his arm in this like um like ace bandage wrap or whatever every night slash every day so he was in like Jensen's t-shirts all the time for that first month um, anyways, it's just, it, he was a trooper, you guys. God gave us the most determined kid. And it's such a blessing. Like, he does not let his arms stop him. He is everywhere his brother is. He wants to be everywhere. He has his own personality. He is Lucas. And, like, it's just, he's so funny. He's that second kid. Like, he's a ham. He's become a bull in a china shop. Like, he is everywhere. And he's crazy. And he's hilarious. And him and Jensen just have, like, I feel like they, it's just so cool seeing them be brothers. And um, it's just really been uh, so awesome. Um, so, anyways, so um, now we do, we started still doing occupational therapy. We've done taping still occasionally. Mostly now we do e-stimulation. So not TENS unit, but, like, it's like an e-stim unit. And we actually have one at home now that we got. And... Um, it's just a really portable, um, we do ESIM every other day for 15 minutes on his arm, um, just targeting those muscles, um, just to stimulate since he's not able to do them himself. Um, and so then we also have a wrist splint and he wears that to just help, um, like not put so much pressure on those joints. Um, so that was another cool thing. So, um, yeah, um, I ended up having to up my Zoloft dose at the three week appointment and that was a big help as well. Um, so I'm still on that dosage going into this, you know, new baby coming in. Um, talking about being scared of the unknown, like that really is a big thing. I mean, like, you know, you have no idea what, like what even this entails or how much it will involve or how much you're going to have to do about it and all the things. And ultimately again, you, you do just do them. And so, really, God says, don't worry about tomorrow. And, like, I don't know. Just in those moments, it's so hard not to think about the next, your whole next season of life, you know. But no matter what, God is, God's got us, man. Like, God's got us. Um, Lucas has definitely taught us flexibility. Um, Ultimately, God's like, you never had control anyways, Kinsey. Like, Like, I'm trying to help you realize that. Um, so a lot of letting things go, going with the flow with schedules a little bit and not being able to be rigid because of certain surgery and, you know, all the things and, 
um, just all the things. So giving those things to the Lord. Um, it's a lot, parenting is a lot of, I know a lot of you probably know, but like a lot of selflessness, right? As much as in me, in my, you know, human, humanness and sinfulness, you know, like, um, and God saved us from that, thankfully, but, um, the selfishness that wants to come out and be like, I don't like, I, I, like, I'm like, I squinted, like, I don't want to be doing this, you know, like, I, I, uh, I don't know, you know, and, um, it's awesome that in our lack of selflessness and in our weakness of being, like, of perfect love and, and unconditional, like, for our children, like, God is his, his, he helps us in that lack, you know, um, you know, just like his verse says, you know, um, why am I forgetting this verse? Um, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Um, sorry. Um, so yeah, his power is made perfect in our weakness and his grace is sufficient for us. That's just like so awesome. Um, another cool thing was that, so in the beginning there was a lot of anger anger at our doctor for not doing certain things she could have done differently we you know were considering at one point pursuing legal action that we didn't do that um and we did look into that though um and then there was also a lot of like I guess regret or like just like I could have done something differently um so if I would have stayed on my Zoloft I would have had that Zoloft in my system maybe wouldn't have had depression. And then also being in high risk, it would probably have been totally different delivery. I would have probably delivered sooner. He probably wouldn't have been as big maybe. And again, reminding me that like God is sovereign. God's in control. God has a purpose for everything and he will make it all for his good, for his glory. And that isn't essentially our good because of that. But, um, it's just, if, if those things hadn't happened, if Lucas hadn't have had the injury or I wouldn't have had depression, you guys, I would not have gotten to see the goodness of the Lord that we got to see in this season. Um, God is so good. You guys, whenever, like, I just, God is so good. And he's our deliverer and he's our strength. And I'm just in awe of him. I mean, Praise the Lord that we have him. So anyways, um, so God gets the glory. That was a big thing that we kept being reminded of by our families. And, you know, like no matter what, like this is how God gets his glory. God's going to get his glory. Um, and then uh, God chose us to be this guy's parents with, with this injury, right? Like, you know, like God did not freak out when this happened he knew it was gonna happen because he knows all the things and um he already had a purpose and plan for this right and you know I'm just I'm thankful um God has taught us a lot through all of this and I'm just really grateful for this the all of it um and then our um, families reminded us of they had heard a story like that week um, it's crazy that, you know, John 9, right? So John 9 is, um, 
the story of Jesus and the blind man. And they were asking, like, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sin or his parents' sin? And Jesus says it was not. Um, he says this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. And so I think that's just a really cool thing that, like, God's power is going to be shown, and it has already been shown, but, like, through our circumstances and through, like, this season of life, this whole past year, God's power has gotten to be seen through his through His recovery and just this whole entire arm thing, you know? And it's just really cool to, like, be like, okay, you know, okay, God, like, whenever, like, we get to see your power, and that's just really cool. So, um, they're right. Our kids are resilient, and it's really cool. They find different ways to do things, and um, just in the course of the time we've had, you know, him crawling, and, you know, he's now walking a little bit, and um, just all the things and all the ways he's doing things, but he gets where he wants to be, and it's amazing. He he doesn't know any different, right? And he just is really cool. So um, someone going through the same at the very beginning stages, if you're, you know, have just had this this happen or whatever, it's going to be okay. Um, They are resilient. It's true. They don't just tell you that. Um, and it, this is hard. This is hard. It's hard for parents emotionally too. And, um, it's okay to feel that, um, there's grace and there's, there's God, you know, and that's the most important thing. God's got a plan. Um, I want to tell you guys, uh, Lucas has, um, he has started showing like some improvement. Um, so at around the six month mark in May, he did start having um, a little bit more of extension with his fingers, a smidge. He's more going smidge past midline, lifting his like wrist up a little bit. And then he's having, he's using his like back muscles, but also really mainly his deltoid to lift his arm. He doesn't have any elbow. Um, so I guess your biceps, triceps, that kind of thing. But um, he is doing so with his deltoid muscles, like up at the top. Um, so that's really cool to see. And it's like, it's just really cool to see. It's really cool. Um, and remind us of this verse, Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things, that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Um, and then also a reminded in like, and so I'm going to talk about some things I've been reminded of in church and in all these things that the Lord is so cool to like use these things as reminders. And it's like, you hear these things, you're like, dude, this is a God thing. Now hearing all these things that are like, like help me in the season or be reminded of God and his awesomeness, right? Like, so, um, just singing the God, you're so good song. Um, like, and should this life bring suffering, Lord, I'll remember, um, on Calvary, what he brought for us. Um, I totally just like botched that, but you know what I mean? Um, so like just remembering, like pointing our eyes back to the Lord and all things, like ultimately we are here for him and his glory and worshiping him and, um, praise the Lord. We are free and saved because of Jesus and his death and sacrifice on the cross for us and his resurrection and all that. Um, so like, no matter what, like no matter what we're going through, it's, you know, we're here for him and, he's, he's already done, like, it's finished, right, like, he's already done that for us, um, and then something our Sunday school teacher said, we don't like suffering, um, but in these times, we get to see the goodness of God in such special ways, and that's so true, and that's a cool thing, you know, like, even though we're like, no, I don't want to do this, you know, it's still, like, really cool how you get to see a different, like, 
a different part of the Lord. Um, he is just so cool. So anyways, um, I'm going to share a little bit, um, about how we are preparing for this new baby. It's kind of also ties into Lucas as well, but, um, Lucas is really fun and I'm excited about him being a big brother now too. So, um, Sage is going to be our little girl. Um, she's, uh, she moves a ton in my belly. She's, you know, I think she's going to love having big brothers and all the things. Um, but she was totally a surprise. Um, not a mistake. She's not a mistake. God has a plan for her and it wasn't an accident. I mean, you know, it was a surprise. Yes. But I don't ever call her an accident, um, because God doesn't have accidents. Um, God gives life and, um, that is so precious. And, um, I mean, it talks about scripture, how he's knitting together, you know, in the womb and, you know, God breathes the life, right? God gives life. So our, um, pediatrician that we actually switched to, um, she would, uh, again, like I told you, like another thing that the Lord does, you know, like, right. Like he like just uses all of these, his people, his, the capital C church and like his word and different lessons and things to like, just remind us of him and his, his love and all the things. And so the pediatrician, she was like, oh, no, no. She was like, this is definitely like a God thing. She's like, you can do the deed all day long and only God gives the life. Like it is God, right? So we actually had a vasectomy and then um, did not do the like protection um, as we should have. And um, we got pregnant. So I think, I think honestly, it was like whenever we weren't using protection knowingly, like we're like, we shouldn't be doing this, right? Um, maybe the Lord kind of like laxed us a little bit about it. And I was in my head, I'm like, yeah, I don't, this will never happen, right? Like no way God is going to give us another baby because like we are, we do not like the newborns. Like this is no way, right? Like God knew from the very beginning, God knew from like before time began, we we're going to have three children. Like when I was born, he knew I was going to have three kids. Like little did I know. Um, and it wasn't a surprise to him again, just like with Lucas's arm, all these things he knew and he's like I already have a plan for that I've already made a way like I don't have to make a way I've already made a way you know and I know how this ends I mean and then he knows he knows fully until through eternity you know um anyways so yeah we are pregnant again right and we're being induced on Monday night at midnight um it's really technically Tuesday morning um we'll have her on Tuesday most likely and yeah it's so crazy that literally in just a couple days she's gonna be here um, it's very interesting knowing that she's coming soon, like in those few days, because we're like extra trying to like soak in those moments. And it's not like an unknown. We are having her that day. Right. And so it's just like, we're trying to soak in all the time with our kids. And that's, a, that's been a hard thing is that like, I'm like, you know, our time is dwindling. Oh my gosh. You know? And my husband has to keep reminding me too, that like our time doesn't end. Like when she gets here, like in and the put downs and like the sweet loving that we get at put downs and with our boys, like those fun times with the boys does not end, Kenzie. Like stop dooming glooming it, you know. And also that's been the big thing I talked to you about, like with like the worries about the new baby and like preparing for that. Like the Lord's been so gracious in reminding me though that like there's redemption and I can trust that again, God's going to make us, God is faithful and he will actually absolutely bring us through again. He did it before he will do it again. And he's always going to be with us and he's going to get the glory for this. And, um, 
no matter how hard it is, you know, like, so let's talk about this. Um, I know this is sorry long, but, um, this just gets me excited talking about how God teaches us and just all the things the Lord, I don't know, God is just so cool. So, um, I have written down like how this happened, you know, the, the vasectomy and all that stuff, but God knew he used our like free will choice to like do the deed, whatever, whatever. But, and also his gifts in marriage, like he gives the sex and marriage as a gift, right? And so like he used his gift in marriage for his purpose. And he knew that before time, like he is, he, he's got a purpose in this. Um, and it's for his glory and his all worshiped and glory to him. Another cool thing was that we sold our house. We were like, oh, let's take advantage of the market. And we sold our house and then ended up buying a house with an extra, like, space for another. It's not technically a room, but it's definitely, if you look at it now, it's a cute little room. Um, it just as I'm a closet, but I'm, I don't even use closets, to be honest, for the kids at the moment. So it works for now. Um, and um, so we got a house that actually had, like, another space like that where we're actually all on the same level and like on the top floor and it just works really good. And I think it's just a God thing that we, we moved and I don't know, it's, it worked out in God's like perfect way. Um, so I did change to a different, totally different group of, you know, OB group, um, because of the situation with, you know, we just, you know, had a bad experience. Right. Um, and we're not going to use them again, obviously. So, um, I have a midwife now and I actually knew her, um, prior and she was a nurse educator for the postpartum and labor and delivery nurses and so it was really cool that she became a midwife and I was able to have her um she's so awesome it's like talking to a friend in the in your appointments and that's just such a blessing um different than before um so you know our plan is to induce you know at 39 weeks we've been checking on the weight and all of that so right now Sage I about three weeks ago I believe um she was measuring six pounds nine ounces so she's she's kind of a little up there you know but like um, it's still where we've been checking on it and all those things. So she's also like, nope, Kinsey, you are staying on your Zoloft. Absolutely. I did not have to go see high risk. That was great. Um, so I'm on Zoloft. I'm on hundred milligrams on that double dose from the last time. And I know that this is going to change drastically how the postpartum will be. And I'm grateful for that. So, um, we're going to use our village. Praise the Lord for our village. And if you don't have a village, I will want to be a person in your village. So please reach out and I will be a praying warrior for you. And also in whatever, whatever ways I'm able to help. Absolutely. Um, prayer is huge. Also like prayer is such a big thing. That was a big thing. And with Lucas's is that we had so many people praying over us and that was so amazing. And I'm grateful for our church and our church family and, and just all of our friends and family that was there for us, you know? Um, also, the plan was slash is um, not to breastfeed. So um, the hope is that we will just kind of go straight to formula. Um, the formula shortages kind of brought questions with that. Um, but thankfully, we've been able to find the kind that the boys had for the most part. And we've had a little bit of stash made up. Although, um, you know, I know I know that, they may, that she may not take that formula. But it was worth, we think, having it in a stash just in case. So, um, yeah, so with that to, um, preparing, I have with what happened with Lucas and be, not, we, um, sh- like scrambled for bottles. So like he didn't like the Dr. Brown's that we had for Jensen. So I had a couple other samples, praise God for those sample packs that you get in like being a new mom or whatever. 
and it was a random symbol that I had in the back of our cabinet, and that's the one he wanted, right? And so this time around, I was like, I'm not playing. <laughs> so I bought on the baby list, like registry thing, the sample pack of bottles and sample pack of pacifiers. And I'm like, we are not playing. We are going to have all the options just in case. Um, anyways, so we're trying to just trust the Lord and his sovereignty over all things. I mean, he is ultimately sovereign over all things, right? He is, he reigns, um, and he is perfect. Um, anyways, so Another thing, I think I know I mentioned in the last podcast episode, like how Sage is like a gift from the Lord um, with my dad passing away. And I think it's just really cool that we're going to get to see her and um, just, again, just be appreciative in a whole new way for her. Um, God knew that my dad was going to pass away and God knew about Sage too. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just cool. Um, it might be, you know, a little emotional, like, you know. Um, yeah, anyways, so a lot of the things, you know, going into this, God has been preparing my heart for postpartum. He has been showing all the things, reminding, and it really is like, thank you, God. You know, he's been reminding me, reminding us of his, his heart for us and, 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 and how he's going to be doing things. So, um, there's a lot of quotes and things that have been helping us. So, like the okay, another one of the quotes is like the risk of potential doom and worrying about tomorrow is stealing present peace. And so that was has been really helpful in helping me to be present, fully enjoying what we have and where we are, and then knowing that like yes, we're gonna about to be in a new season, but like it's going to be good as well. We're not gonna worry about tomorrow. So yeah, God says do not worry about tomorrow, and He says cast your cares on Him. And then also Philippians four six through seven, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to the Lord. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that verse, you guys. Um, that's one on repeat. Um, and praying with prayer and petition, right? Like praying to the Lord that this time is different. This time that he, he redeems it in a different way. Um, and, and he has redeemed the others as well. But like I'm saying, like it's just a different season a different time a, a, a joy and enjoying it um a time of like peacefulness maybe like with a newborn you know um just a different perspective and i'm praying praying over that um so yeah the village of people around us is preparing to be fully hands on deck praise god for that you know we got we've got so many plans like lined up which is great um we loved we and we know about the Brezza and the baby brew and we're gonna be using those and so thankfully we've already having all those figured out has been it's it's so nice knowing that that's all figured out. Um trying to remind myself it's going to be okay with day noises because you guys I'm so weird about sleep and being quiet, but like y'all Lucas and Jensen together are not quiet, quiet people, so I'm gonna have to be like okay with that. I'm like, Lord, please help me with that. But like trying to like already get myself prepared for that. Um, I don't know if I told you guys, but eh, I think I mentioned it in the video. So I did have a video that kind of talked a little bit about all these things. Um, I posted it to Facebook, um, and I used like clothes and strength, like, um, apparel for it. And that was really fun, a fun video to make. Um, but Deuteronomy 31, eight is my favorite verse. And I actually recorded a little bit of an episode before we delivered Lucas. And I forgot to mention this a minute ago, but, um, yeah, you guys, I'm, I hop back and forth all the time, but 
Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Do not worry and do not be afraid. Um, I was talking about this and stuff. It was, it was at midnight, like right before we were inducing at 2 a.m. I couldn't sleep. And so I was talking about this, talking about God is already there in that delivery room. Like he knows everything that's going to happen. He knows when he's going to be born and how it's going to happen. And isn't that cool that like before he did had that like little reminder. And then after, like, obviously we were like, you know, it's crazy, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the things. And like going back and thinking like, hey, God knew and God wasn't surprised. God's getting the glory. It's okay. And so again, here, Deuteronomy 31, 8, going into this next delivery and this next season of life, God is already there. He's already with us in that dark room. He's already with us in the delivery. He's already with us in, you know, at home taking care of all three children and, you know, all the things. So that's so reassuring. Um, yeah, so another thing is I've been sitting and dwelling in, and it's not a coincidence, you guys, it's a God thing. Um, sitting in the Old Testament from like all the Israelite stuff, right? So the Israelites in the wilderness and God leading them to the promised land and the Exodus and all that stuff, okay? And so, you guys, I am, God is like giving me a new love for all of that, um, a love for the Old Testament and how like it's just awesome okay so i've been dwelling in it in my own personal like studying with the lord or reading with the lord and then it's cool because wednesday night bible study was about the exodus and the israelites and uh parting of the red sea and all that jazz and then you know even going from like sunday school to sunday church like they don't try to coincide as in you know like they don't like talk about probably all the things and it's just funny how like they will mention other things in that service that are like the same reminders, right? Or just further reminders on that. And it's just really cool how God does that. It's totally God, right? Um, anyway, so talking about that, all has like lined up and talking about Israelites and all of that. So um, whenever they are going, whenever Moses parts the Red Sea um, with the Lord's help, um, it says, be still and watch power of the Lord. Um, the verse actually is, um, I think I written down. Exodus 14. So it's, um, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. You shall hold your peace. And the other version is the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Um, so in that like, it's like he's saying, like, or, like, just see the salvation of the Lord. See his power. Guys, like, watch this. Watch what's about to happen. And that is what's about to happen now. Like, God's like, hey, like, just watch the power of, like, I'm about to show you my power, you know? And that's in everything, you guys. Like, not just in our circumstance, but, like, um, and we're about to get to see God's glory and how he's getting it and how his power. He's about to, he's about to show us his provision and his goodness and his love. And like, I mean, he's doing that every single day. You guys, he gives us breath every single day. He gives us these beautiful days and he provides for us in all the ways. And that's that alone too, is also him showing us his power. But anyways, so, um, another comment I made in church was, do we not know or think that if God brings you into the wilderness, that he won't lead you through it? And, like, isn't it? I mean, you know, the Israelites complain and are like, 
freaking out and like they are like worried about provision and all of that and they're like why did you not just leave us there you know um and but again like do you not think that God's gonna bring you through that he brought you to it he is going to bring you through it you know like even if it's hard even when it's hard God says that there's gonna be troubles here right but God you know Jesus has overcome and he's victorious and like we can rely on that praise God um he provides every time. He is with those Israelites always, leading and guiding them for his sovereign purpose. You know, he's there with them in the cloud and then um, in the fire. And he's, he's like always there. And that's how he is with us, you guys. He says he'll always be here for us. And we have the Holy Spirit in us, who is our comforter and our helper. Like, that's what it says he is for us. And, like, just knowing that. Um, and so it's like, okay, okay, God, I see. I see, you know, like, we are yours and here am I, send me. And that's in Isaiah. Here am I, send me. Like, Lord, you know, there's another song that says, um, Jesus, you are all I want. Like, and again, like, wherever that is, no matter how hard that is, no matter, like, what it looks like, don't we want to be where the Lord is? Yes. So, Lord, you know, Jesus is better than any comfort, than any non you know, like, Jesus is better. God is good, and that's where I want to be. Um, God, wherever you go, I will go, even when it's, hard because things will be hard um and um yeah so anyways another um comment in in one of the wednesday classes i think was um we're not rescued to have a better or more comfortable or easier life we are rescued to worship god right like we are here to worship god and so he saves us he saves our souls to worship him. He saves us for eternity. He saves us from circumstances and, and, and leads us through the wilderness and through these things. So we will worship him. You know, and the Israelites, it's all about, so they will know who he is, right? Like, you know, he hardens Pharaoh's heart. So he, the Egyptians will know who he is. Um, and that is that is really it. And I just, I know this this has been long, but just sharing the testimony of like, God has shown us like who he is and I want you to see that in our life um just because I want to share that and just show that like he is so cool um and he gets all the glory it's all for him um so even that verse my grace is sufficient for you my power is made perfect in weakness or my power is made perfect or my strength is made perfect in your weakness um there's two different versions but anyways my grace is sufficient for you and all of this all of this stuff all of it he says my grace is sufficient for you that's it like my grace is sufficient for you there's nothing else like praise god like let that sit in your heart like we don't need anything else we just need him he is sufficient (gasps) oh man um anyways so yeah, um, praise God. We don't walk this road alone. Um, he's with us. If if God is with us, you know, he gives us the Holy Spirit, right? The sovereign God of all is with us. We don't have to fear. Like, you know, I've, I've talked before. I think, you know, like when your dad and like, like whenever your dad is there and this is, you know, obviously we are not perfect counters, but like our dads are not perfect or whatever. Like when your dad is there, it's like, Okay, like, you know, he'll know what to do, right? Like, he's got this, like, no big deal. Or when Dumbledore is there in Harry Potter, like, okay, he's got this. It's going to be fine. Um, or, you know, 
the same thing applies like with God, except on a perfect level and a totally different level, obviously. But like he is with us. So there's no need to fear. We have God on our side. We have God with us. Um, we don't have to fear. Keep our eyes on him. We can spend time with him. We are never alone. We are always with company. So even when we're alone in that room, in the dark room with that baby crying and feeding that baby in the middle of the night or whatever, whatever, we are always with company. Like God is always with us. We are never truly alone. When I'm taking care of the three kids alone, which praise God, I don't really have to do much. Because of our village, praise God. Um, we're never alone. God's with us. Um, we're always with his joy, his peace, and his help. Um, God gave us his word. So when we go through this dark world, we always have him as the lamp for our feet and light for our path. Always, always. We can trust him. Um, a lot of times, even now, like with the boys and I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed right now. And like in certain moments, there's overwhelming times where I'm like, how am I, I, I'm not even making it with like these two boys and like, I'm going crazy right now. and I'm like crying or whatever, whatever. I'm like, how am I going to make it with three? How Lord, how, why, how? And God reminds me every time only with me because of me, with me, but God, he is who is going to help us through this. Um, only with him, not I, but only through Christ in me. Um, another um, metaphor or whatever that, not metaphor, but like another saying, someone talked to me about, we're at the playground, and this was in like the very fresh stages of Lucas coming and depression and stuff, and um, she was like, yeah, I had to learn to embrace and enjoy versus resist and resent, and that was like a really cool um, thing, and I think that stuck with me, and, like, um, just, like, I think I talked about this before, too, like, in Harry Potter, um, there's the devil's snare in the first movie, and Hermione, she is more wise, right, she's, she's more wise, she has, okay, and I want to tell you the metaphor in just a second, and so she tells them to relax, because that's how you get through the devil's snare, when you relax and, and stop resisting, then you can get through it easier, and so that is how it is with the Lord. So whenever you're in relationship with the Lord and like you, you trust, trust in him and you, you're wiser as, he, as he, the Lord's given that wisdom to you. And like you, you're, you know, he's going to bring you through this. Like, and so you can relax and stop resenting and resisting. And therefore she knew that. Right. So, and then when we know that we can re- like get through that. Right. And then, um, on the other side though, whenever you're not, not knowledgeable or like, have that relationship and have that trust because God is sovereign and in control and like amazing. And, um, you, you're resisting and fighting against it and it causes you to be even more strangled by the devil's snare. And that isn't, isn't that something the devil loves though? Like, it's so funny. The, the metaphor there, it's called the devil's snare and that's legit. Like what the devil wants and the devil does that, you know? He, and that's truly what it feels like when you're under that depression, like you're being like choked to death and strangled. Um, anyways, so, um, that was like almost like a tangent, but, um, anyways, we've got the Lord. Um, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We're never alone. His power, his peace is dwelling in us no matter the circumstances. Um, 
everything changes at the feet of Jesus. Um, isn't that cool? We can just lay everything at the feet of Jesus. So um, a book that some of this was also like thought of from Peace, Hope, and Healing for the Anxious Mama's Heart, and it's by Becky Thompson. Such a good book. I might even finish with it, but it has been very helpful and another like more reminders of the Lord. Um, but yeah, everything changes at the feet of Jesus. Anxiety quits. Healing comes. Peace is restored. Hope rises. Strength is received. I think this is received. Or renewed. Sorry. My writing isn't that good. Um, Jesus changes everything because he's everything we need. I love that. Um, anyways, so that's about it. Um, so just all of those, isn't that cool how the Lord has like just used so many things to like teach us in this preparing time, like in this waiting time, it's not been just waiting. Like God has been teaching us and sanctifying us and just helping us in this time as well. It's not been like a void time. It's been a learning process time. Like, and it's just been really cool. So I'm excited about the next season. I'm like, okay, Lord, like, you know, again, I can't wait to see what the Lord does, um, what he teaches us, how he brings us through and the testimony he gives us in this next season. So at some point in the future, you'll be hearing a podcast episode most likely on, you know, how the Lord brought us through, no matter how hard it is or was, or will be, um, God is going to bring us through and I know it. Um, so that's really cool. I'm grateful to the Lord. You guys, if anything, you know, if you have any questions or if you want to talk or, um, you want to know about salvation or, um, God's word or whatever, just please reach out. If you have prayer requests, please reach out to me as well. Go to Kenzie Adams, Facebook or Instagram or, um, the much love podcast, um, Facebook. Um, you guys, I'm so bad about like passwords and stuff. Like I don't even know if I can even get back to the Instagram one for much love podcast. I'm terrible. Anyways, this is me. Um, I have total mom brain slash pregnancy brain and I'm super, it's crazy. It's funny. Anyways. So thank you guys so much for listening. I know this was pretty long. Um, so, um, just ultimately eyes on the Lord and all glory to him for all of it. You guys, that's like the, the whole underlying, like, and God is good. God is so good. God is good. I'm going to shout that from the rooftops. Um, anyways. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Much love.